1: your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today all right joined now by the host of bet mgm tonight odyssey sports betting insider trista crick and insider calls are presented by bet mgm go check out all of all of the latest lines today on the bet mgm app also be sure to check out the bet mgm tonight podcast you find more trista crick analysis there search bet mgm wherever you find your podcast and Let's not forget about Heat Check, which I'm sure is going to be fantastic. Trista always delivers when we talk NBA, Major League Baseball. We want winners. Trista's always right. How are
2: you?
0: I'm doing great.
2: How are you guys? I, I just want to go home, Trista. I don't know, like I've like i had it with the show here today. I just want to go home. We're <laughs> going to send you home? I like. I, how did I not know so much about this superstar of the NBA and his personality? And, uh, Trista, I'm not sure what to make of Jokic, but it certainly is different here. Yeah, it's fun, isn't
0: it? Uh, a guy who... You know, you wonder if there's ever a job that you could ascend to where at some point you don't kind of hate it a little. Uh, we now know the answer is no. Uh,
2: you could be a
0: two-time MVP, a Finals MVP, Western Conference Finals MVP, win a championship, and on the heels of that, just minutes later, you say, I hate my job.
1: <laughs> Did, I mean, I didn't see him crack a smile. Did he crack a smile after winning the title last night? The guy's a machine.
0: If there's anyone that we could say might retire early, it's probably Jokic. They asked him what he felt when he went to the finals and he said, "I honestly thought I would feel something more. I don't feel anything."
2: Yeah, that's uh that's a little different. Maybe uh I don't know what he's going through, but I Happy for the fans of Denver, Trista. And it's funny, I like think back to our conversations when this all began in April and, oh, the Lakers, look at this run they're on, but the Kings, whoa, whoa look at the Dubs, And the team nobody talked about was actually the top seed in this thing in the West.
0: Yeah, you know, that's a really interesting point. I think everybody slept on Denver because people think they're boring, you know, and that's kind of the way that it goes, you know. So, um, yeah, Denver looks like they could be a team – that can can compete for the next five years probably at least they made a trade in the middle of the finals to try to win now with a a trade to get an earlier draft pick and I think they traded their 2029 first round pick to OKC for a couple of other ones that OKC doesn't need their picks now obviously that's what they have too many of so yeah this is a team that wants to win now this is a team that wants to continue to sustain building the roster and building out depth and and getting cheaper right they have uh, a cap space issue where they need to kind of have young players that they develop now. So yeah, Aaron Gordon's locked up. You know, Jamal Murray's locked up. Jokic is locked up. Um, Michael Porter Jr. He's locked up for the for the future as well. As much as he was really kind of disappointing in the final. So yeah, I mean, this is a team that's going to be right there for a while.
1: So do cool. you like them at what, what did I see it plus 500 for next year? I mean it, it, you know we're looking at the futures and I know that there's a lot of factors that could happen between now and then but it feels like they could be on the precipice of a dynasty with the way they play and it is boring, you're right. I mean like nobody was it's not sexy, it doesn't sell sneakers, but they win.
0: Yeah, and you know the thing that's interesting too is it's like just a really bad price. There's going to be a point in time where we get to, I don't know, the, the middle point of, of the NBA season next year. And, you know, maybe Jokic doesn't play well against Embiid one day, or maybe the Nuggets go on a 10-game sort of slump, like they did at the end of the last, this last season. You know, they maybe take their foot off the gas. And so the pundits start to say, well, was this a one-time thing? Is this a flash in the pan? Can we really trust Denver? Et cetera, et cetera. Was it just a week west? And the numbers will move. It's not going to be plus 500 uh, forever. I think you'll get a better price if you wait midway through the season, depending on maybe there's some changes with the trades and, you know, the market reacts to that. So I do like them. Uh, I just don't like the price. and I don't like locking my money up for that long.
2: Trista Crick, bet MGM tonight, and off the board, though, comes the NBA Finals. We got the NHL, but Trista, we know you know your golf there, uh, having been a caddy and everything, and like, I love the fact that we have a a major on the West Coast, because it gives us kind of an opportunity on Sunday to just watch a little longer in prime time, and as we're kind of diving into this, LA Country Club, who might this favor? What are some of your early thoughts here on uh, golf's third major of the season?
0: Yeah, it's really interesting, and I, I talked to Steve Sands from Golf Channel about this last night when he was on the show, is that first and foremost, LACC is a beast. It's it's very long. It's extremely difficult. uh It's Bermuda grass, which means that anytime your ball drops into the rough, no matter how short the rough is, it immediately sinks to the bottom where you can almost like lose it, even in the light rough. California is not known for their Bermuda grass, which is very odd, the fact that that exists on the West Coast. Um, And listen, like, we haven't had a a major U.S. Open, excuse me, on Bermuda since like 2005. So you're talking about a, a surface that favors guys who, even though you've got guys like Max Homa, who I really like, even though he hasn't played well historically in U.S. Opens, is from California. You know, maybe the surface actually favors a guy like. Brooks Koepka. Uh, Brooks Koepka grew up in Florida. He plays well on Bermuda, and he's sort of on a heater, right? Um, starting with the 2017 U.S. Open win at Aaron Hills, Brooks Kepka has finished either first or second in nine of his last 22 majors. He, see, he seems to just compete at a higher level the more pressure is on him. So I think him for a top five is a really good play in terms of players to fade. Uh, fade Colin Murakawa, he's just not been playing well. He's consistently struggled at the U.S. Open in the last three years. He missed the cut at Wingfoot in 2020, he, and and like that was just just the start of it. So, yeah, I, I don't like Colin. I don't like uh, Phil Mickelson. I don't like Justin Thomas. Kind of like Brooks, uh, top five. I like that price. I know that other people are fading Max Homa because he hasn't been playing great, and you know a major is not where you find your game. It's where you bring your game. I, I like him to top 10 at plus thir- 333. And then, you know, maybe you want to sprinkle something on John Rom at 10 to 1. The prices. Is- decent, considering that Scotty Scheffler is the leader at plus 650.
1: And what about all the, the noise and drama off uh, off the course last week, Trista, and what it might do for these guys mentally? I'm specifically talking about Rochester's own Rory. We've claimed him as our own. <laughs> Rory McIlroy. You know, a weight has been lifted, sure, because of this merger, but you also have to feel like he's probably a little bit pissed off at, at how everything is played out. D- does the mental element of that decision last week uh, by Jay Monahan to merge the PGA with all these other tours come into play when you when you factor in uh, this weekend's major?
0: No, I don't think so. I mean, I think it's like if you're playing well, you're playing well. Rory obviously is. He played well at the Canadian as well. Um, so all of the rust or, or some of the stress that you think might play into how the mental side of the game is, I just don't see that being the case. Uh, I'm more, I'm concerned about how Rory is going to play at LACC generally, very long par threes, like a lot of Bermuda, like I said, um, if you're in the rough, it's kind of a killer. So that would be my only concern with Rory considering he's fourth, has the fourth, uh, lowest odds in order to win it. I kind of like Patrick Cantley though, at 16 to one, he's played well in California before as well.
2: Trista, um, last one for me here, as I'm sure maybe on the show tonight, uh, the topic of Stephon Diggs may come up here, and he was in town, but for whatever reason not on the field today. What do you make of you're not used to having this drama here in Buffalo, or at least it's been a few years since we've had some drama?
0: I don't understand what's going on. Honestly, I was talking to WGR about this uh, like a couple of hours ago when I went on their show, and he's locked into a contract They've already reworked his contract uh, recently to the point where they made his salary into bonus money, which would make it more difficult to move him. Uh, Josh Allen seems to think that they have a great relationship and that there's just some communication issues there that they need to work out. You look at how much he's gotten the ball. It's not like his targets have declined over time. His receptions haven't declined over time. In fact, his touchdowns have increased. Uh, over the last three years that he's in Buffalo. What is going on? Is it just the offensive system that he doesn't like since Dayball has moved on? I don't really get it. The fact that it's mandatory, Sean McDermott doesn't know what's going on. He's backpedaling with the media. Josh Allen's kind of alluding to there being some sort of issue that they're working on behind the scenes. But ultimately, it, it means nothing because it's just impossible to trade him. Impossible to move him for the team, like not just financially, but logistically. You have now no number one receiver, unless you're talking about like your your rookie tight end is going to be. No, that's just not going to happen. You need Stephon Diggs in order to be a serious team.
1: Trista, I wanted to get you before we uh, let you go. Get your take on tonight's action in Major League Baseball. Are you celebrating Jordan Lyles Day?
0: I no, I'm I'm not, uh, but I it. I appreciate uh the question. I do think the subway series is interesting though. The total is seven and a half. The Yankees met uh, obviously. I'm just trying to get a sense of the pitching matchup. Yeah, Severino versus Scherzer. Wow, and Scherzer hasn't really been great. I kinda like the under in this game, uh seven and a half. First five is uh under is four minus one twenty. Listen, both of these teams struggle to score. Aaron uh Judge has been injured. The Mets have looked abysmal. So I think first five under four is a decent look, and I like the full game under seven and a half minus 120.
2: Trista, will be checking out tonight, MGM tonight, coming up at 7 o'clock. Trista, always appreciate uh, your insight. Thanks so much today.
0: Appreciate you guys. Talk
1: soon. You got it. There she is, Trista Crick, the host of Bet MGM Tonight, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, and Insider Calls are presented by
2: Bet MGM. Go check out all, all of the latest lines today on the Bet MGM app. I think we can, uh, in happy hour, kind of revisit the whole Stefan Diggs thing here because. Wasn't there funny. anything
1: else going on? Can uh, we talk about something more uplifting? I don't know.
2: What, like Jack Eichel lifting the cup. Oh. No. No, you don't want to talk no, about that. Okay, no. fine. We'll
1: we'll No, no. I actually
2: Steph stuff wanted to, to distract us like, look, you, you yeah. don't want to watch Eichel tonight talk about me for Yeah, a while. he
1: really is a yeah. Buffalonian. He really yeah. knows how to get us, yeah, in the right <laughs> headspace heading into tonight. Well, we, yes, there's a lot to unpack. From uh, an interesting few hours here this uh, this afternoon with the Buffalo Bills at their uh, first mandatory minicamp session, we learned a lot from Matt Perino, who joined us in the three o'clock hour from the Syracuse Post Standard. We'll get to that and more next. Sean McDermott's comments and and what could be next in this. Lead story in the NFL today. Steph Diggs not participating in Buffalo Bills' mandatory minicamp. Happy hour is next, and you know we'll welcome your calls. 585-866-4FAN, 866-4326 if you want to pull up a stool and join us here on the Sports Bar. Danger and Bataglia on The Fan, Rochester. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.